Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Apodcalypticast. Uh, my name is Josh Demi. And I am Chris Vlamakis. And we are reviewing Eight Crazy Nights tonight. Um, really excited. Uh, if all goes well, we're recording this a little bit earlier than we normally would, but this should come out the same weekend yeah, that Hanukkah starts. It's currently starts. 6 a.m. right now. <laughs> <laughs> 6 a.m. in August. Yeah, yeah. And it's just going to be the two of us this time. Yeah. Everybody else uh, just kind of bowed out. Which is, it's a shame. It's a damn shame. Um, as a little precursor for this, um, one of our reasonings for choosing to rewatch and, and, for, uh, and review this movie was we were trying to figure out, and we came to the conclusion, there isn't a lot of just Hanukkah movies out there. Yeah, there's not many um, at all. We wanted to do a holiday movie, but not like a, a Christmas movie. Yeah, and so we, when we were looking up for Hanukkah and stuff like that, like the first one was like Eight Crazy Nights, and we're like, yeah, we'll watch. Like this one definitely is one that a lot of people know. It, it's been out there, and also it's like it's it's different because it's an adult animation. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like it, it's animated like a like a Disney movie, like a Bloom era animation. Uh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And w- with that, you want to start talking? Do we want to just talk about the animation first? Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Hold on, yeah, you yeah. guys might be hearing a cat. Um, he's very loud. Tonight. <laughs> I did hear a cat. Our special guest tonight, Chuck. Josh's cat. Yeah, no, let's um, for, let's jump into it. Um, yeah, for a, for this a... movie came out in two thousand two. Just for everyone to for a frame of reference. Yep, it's an Adam Sandler movie, and uh, he basically had like carte blanche to do whatever the hell he wanted it was really exciting uh re-watching this uh the other night i it was chloe's first time watching it um and i just yeah when i was watching when i was watching it with zach and elena it was their first time and there, it had been so long since i had seen it there were a lot of jokes that hit me like i was like oh crap i forgot about that and then they hit me like it was the first time again i forgot how much i thoroughly just enjoy this movie Mm-hmm. Um, and animation wise i think the animation is is actually really good i think there's a lot of so the the drawing is really good um yeah where the animation kind of falters is uh the frame rate isn't consistent that's true um, that's something i was going to like it, it there's a lot of scenes where it's just like why why is the frame weight so all of a sudden wonky. it gets kind of jumpy like yeah. uh when they're singing bum bitty 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 bum um, yeah, and yeah. like, and it zooms out and it shows everybody. When it's close up on people, they don't look like they're at a lower frame rate. But when it shows everybody, it's like ten frames a second is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's uh, let's let's jump in. We could uh, do our normal thing. We could start with theme. This one has a pretty good one. It's uh, you know, feeling holiday cheer even when you don't feel like you deserve holiday yeah, cheer. Yeah, like. It it kind of is almost in this in a sort of a sense of like what a lot of holiday movies are specifically Christmas movies where like you get to meet the main character or or one of the main characters is a Scrooge or like in a sense where Davy yeah. is just a complete and utter like he's a just a degenerate he's an asshole he he steals things he's awful to everyone yeah, he's and a like piece of shit yeah like and. Like obviously, it goes down the route where it's like it shows this genuine 
like person, even though they're, it's really, really goofy through like Whitey and Eleanor and like how and all these other people who are very much looking out for each other. Um, it it also shows kind of like a the the tragic backstory that like broke him 20 years earlier. Yeah. And I, I can relate in a sense to that. I can honestly like I've had loss in my life. And it, it it's hard to not like go down the path. Yeah. Um, sometimes the path of least resistance is the path where you're like, yeah, maybe you're drinking yourself into a coma every mm-hmm. night. Maybe you're uh, maybe you just really just stop. Like if you if you stop giving a shit about people because if you gave a shit, that means uh, they have a chance of maybe breaking your heart again or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, and you get to see that. Um, I also like, and this was something that was kind of in the Christmas movies of the time, was, yeah, Davy's the asshole, Davy's the piece of shit, and everybody knows it. Uh, But if you look at the townspeople, everybody except for Whitey, Eleanor, and um, Jennifer, and Benjamin, everybody's a piece of shit. They all treat Whitey yeah. like absolute garbage. The whole, like, the town of Dukesbury is, like, kind of all looking out for themselves. It should like, be called the town it, of Dixbury. <laughs> yeah, it uh, really is, uh, it's interesting to look at it because, like, they're all assholes in their own way. Like, even the mayor, like, he's really professional and he's, like, courteous of certain things. But, like, when he has the whole conversation with, with Whitey, you can tell that he's, like, it could be you, it could be me. And I'm, like, that this guy is not thinking that Whitey even has a chance to, oh, win, yeah. to win the patch. Yeah. Well, I remember being a kid and watching it because uh, I was, what, 10 when this came out? Um being a kid and watching it and being like, oh, he's the bad guy. The mayor is the bad guy. Uh, as an adult, it, as an adult, sense, I watched yeah. it and I was like, no, Davy's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can see. I can Dave like. And honestly, they don't pull a lot of punches like they don't like obviously they want you to feel bad for him and what happened to him. But like even with the narrator, like Rob Schneider being the narrator <laughs> is perfect for this type of for this thing. Yeah. And it's just like and the and the narrator, even though it's his job to break the fourth wall, he broke the fourth wall in different ways where he's just like, wow, that was kind of a mess up thing for Davey to do. Like he's he's actually yeah. Not just narrating, but he's actually like, man, that was fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like no, it, it feels a lot less like he's just narrating a story, and a lot more like he's sitting on the couch next to you, telling you about this story as you're seeing it. Um, yeah, definitely. I I generally take the form of that person uh, when I'm watching movies with people, and so I I enjoy this narrator, even though I can imagine people like me being very annoying. Other yeah, people. but but with that, that all fits within like yeah the the holiday season theme in in uh-huh. a sense it all it, it all fits because like you look at some of the most iconic holiday movies they have a narrator they have a guy who is like bah humbug kind yep. of kind of person they have you have a person who sometimes like both young and old in the form of Jennifer and in Whitey, who are people who are all for the holidays, all genuinely good people that have to not even necessarily have to deal. They want to deal with Davy, but it's really hard because he makes it so hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there are people who see the best in the people who are trying to show the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So theme, 
general holiday movie. It's got that bah humbug spirit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Came out two years after Jim Carrey's Grinch. Uh, and so it, it kind of fits. I mean, that's what I was saying when it was like showing the townspeople being assholes too. Cause I don't yeah, know, I think, that, I think you're, you're Jim right, Carrey's Grinch just kind of started something for about five years. There was every Christmas, there was a movie where everybody, but one dude was a complete and total dick. Yeah, it kind it it kind of yeah I I didn't I had forgotten about that even though Jim Carrey's The Grinch is like one of my favorite Christmas movies um that obviously showing that side and showing like what kind of a general like if you stop like sure you have your friends that you're nice to and everything but if mm-hmm. you're like if you stop caring for the rest of the world what kind of ripple effect what kind of impact does that have Yeah, I think we've kind of like segued pretty nicely here into talking about uh some of the story and the and the writing Uh, yeah the jokes are a mile a fucking minute like yeah it's definitely like with the way the the story's written with the jokes like if you like it's very much in the style of adam sandler like obviously it, it like it very much has his style written all over it like if it was like you could almost see most of this movie in live action if you close your eyes oh yeah yeah like there's a lot of it especially since davy looks like they yeah it's 100 like well also like they make him wear clothes or like adam sandler wore in a lot of his like late 90s early 2000 movies also he's fucking he uh like is interested in basketball and hockey and in every adam sandler movie his character is always interested in basketball and hockey yeah and it's like it, it, it's very much a character where it's like yeah he's davy stone but he's also just like kind of just an asshole version of adam sandler yeah <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah no those jokes they are just they kept coming and they didn't get old um which is something that Adam Sandler in his prime was very good at doing. Um, yeah. He would just, if he was helping writing or the people that he would surround himself with to do the writing, they were always just on point, never bringing up jokes that felt dated or, or overused. Nowadays, that's different. Um, yeah. Definitely, I like. I feel like, yeah, you're right. The jokes themselves, it like those same jokes could very much be written a movie that was 20 years earlier or now. Yeah, like they, it very much felt like none of them were 100 were like, oh well, we're referencing the early 2000s, we're referencing this and this, except for me. Like there are a couple parts in it, obviously, but nothing too crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, for me. There were a few times that the jokes were a little bit too much of a gross-out gag humor. Is it? Are um, you talking about the deer? The deer with the shit. The fucking like, deer. Um, maybe like them crapping themselves. Fine, whatever. But the fact that like they like for two or three different instances they cut to the deer with like basically like shit-filled gums and teeth. Had they only cut it, to the deer with shit-filled gums once? And it's after I, they I lick mean, Whitey clean. It's after that, and then there was at least one other time. No, there's only the two the two uh, poop jokes with the deer. There's hmm. them licking Whitey clean, and then them shitting themselves after the mayor makes his joke. And yeah, there, there. I feel there was that that the the joke when the mayor makes the joke and everybody overreacts. 
putting the deer into that was a bit too much. Yes. Yeah. The joke, that joke itself, I think is funny. Like mm -hmm. the fact where, where they're just like, they're laughing, but it's, oh, it, but they, but he took it to the new level of like, you always see people, well, not always, but a lot of times you see a person in power and they make a joke and everybody else is like, well, we're going to, we're going to laugh because up. they have the power, and so we need to yeah, make them Yeah, we feel want good. to make him feel good, yeah. And uh, that just took that joke and just cranked it to 11, and everyone's just, like, freaking out, ripping shirts, just laughing and everything yeah. like that. And I thought that particular was funny, but it was marred a little bit. But, yeah, I think the deer in that was a little bit much. Yeah. But really, overall, like, that those that was my only real qualms with the comedy of, of the piece. Like, I think it's really funny that they purpose like, – like, it had to be a purposely done thing to put rob schneider as the as the chinese owner of the restaurant <laughs> and have a purposefully awful chinese accent yeah like very much you listen to that i'm like oh rob you skank you like <laughs> it wasn't even a real attempt <laughs> no it, it's it's a very poor um, yeah but i think yeah. that was purposefully done to be like what you just so you know because like it's very tongue-in-cheek like this is rob schneider because yeah. like Rob Schneider and like a, a lot a lot of other cast members in this movie are people that are in so many of Adam Sandler's movies that like it's it at, by this point at this point uh, point even almost 20 years ago it's very tongue-in-cheek like yeah if Adam Sandler's doing a movie expect some of this some if not all of these this list of names yeah. to be part of it yeah well and like really the only way besides everything that they had already done to show that uh, Rob Snyder was a part of this movie is uh, they, they could have just had him say his catchphrase from the Adam Sandler movies. You can, you, you can, can do, do it. it. <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't, but I guess yeah. whatever it's a little, a little bit different. Yeah. Um, no, I really enjoy the writing in this. Uh, I love the songs, although pretty much anytime you get Adam Sandler writing a song, it's, a, yeah, it's a I, Adam Sandler does have a really good for like comedy musical writing and like even even some of the parts of the songs that weren't com uh, comedic like the song that him and Jennifer sing the duet yeah as, like if you yeah. take Whitey's part out of the song <laughs> like it's a it's it, it's a very legit like this it goes with writing is the musical yeah, a part yeah. of it and like honestly looking at this movie it is structured and is a couple steps away from what a lot of snobs or snooty people may say as like it's it hits all the check marks for being a legitimate like actual musical not just like a movie that has singing parts in it yeah yeah it, it like a lot of the composition is like okay some of it seems forced because like he's doing his because like when in adam sandler's songs he always does like really goofy rhyming schemes and everything like that yeah Oh, but like that's just his style and it goes into the movie. But that part with him and Jennifer, I also think like I think it's the opening song where he's like doing the chase with the, the snowmobile and everything. Yeah. Like that part is like, I, I hate love. I hate you. I, I hate me. me. And, I, and I think that's a very good song. Like it's a great song when he does the chorus part of it. It's it, it really like he does. He does it well. Uh, uh, and that is something that you don't 100% expect out of a movie uh a movie like this a lot of people want, like see him want uh, like see an Adam Sandler movie and they're like they're expecting 
all the goofy knockout comedy and everything. Yeah. yeah, and yes, you get that, but then you get that, and yes, it has some goofy factors to it, but the points where it's not goofy is good. I, I, at least I think it is. Yeah, I think I think this movie, more than any other Adam Sandler movie, um, and like every Adam Sandler movie has heart, uh, but this movie has the most heart, like period. Uh, I was w- watching it again. It kept hitting me like straight in the feels and i just the the whole movie i don't know i uh i don't like relate to davy in the way that like oh i lost somebody so i'm a bah humbug but i i relate to davy in the fact that i'm kind of a bah humbug this this movie has a lot of emotion that a lot of people wouldn't expect from an adam sandler movie but i don't know like thinking about it a lot of Adam Sandler movies could be very emotional. Like if you didn't have Adam Sandler up there kicking around. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I thoroughly enjoy not just like the, the jokes and the music, but just the story. Um, it's, it's a classic story and it's, it's told in a way that, reaches out to both parents and like younger teenagers mm-hmm. and and kind of kind of just reminds everybody of what this time of year is supposed to be about oh definitely it def it checks those box those boxes for me as well um it, with that you want to move on to you want to say acting yeah let's go into acting um we can talk about some crazy stuff in acting like the fact that yeah. um Technical foul is just Adam Sandler talking to himself. <laughs> and going back to like a musical, when it gets to that end note where all three of them are, I understand pro- they recorded them separately, but the way it sounds sounds like a leg- a very like legitimate hard to do musical number that like if I saw that on stage, I'd be like, yeah, you guys did that, and it sounds really good too. Kudos to the the fucking editor on that yeah and to adam sadler he played yeah davy whitey eleanor and he also voiced the deer <laughs> which is always which is always funny because if you listen really close to the you deer can hear they, them. they sound kind of like saying, whitey yeah kind of in the same sense it's that uh um, like on snl anytime anybody impersonates adam sandler they do the yeah, yeah, and, uh, in that, a sense. that's what the deer sound like <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And, like, obviously, I honestly, like, looking at the cast list, um, it wasn't just Adam Sandler whose character looked like him. Like, no, uh, Kevin Nealon's character, the mayor, sort of looked like him. Like, well, uh, and Jennifer John, looks like Jackie. Yeah, and John Lovitz, Tom Balthazar, kind of looks like him, yeah. too. It's like, a lot of those characters, especially since those are a lot of people that he's worked with for years and years and years, like, they, um, they, it, it seemed very easy for them to be able to deliver, like, what needed to be delivered for those characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, I think really the only one whose character doesn't look like, who doesn't have a character that looks just like them would be Rob Schneider. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's yeah, the narrator and then he's the, is... uh, he's the, I, literally the character is marked as Chinese waiter here. At yeah. They didn't even give him a name. No. Nope. So. Uh, I love the gags every time somebody throws a wig and he just finds, <laughs> he finds the wig. 
Yeah, and like, it, obviously this is just like one of those movies where it feels like the actors, how could they not have had a good time like doing it? Right, especially if like any of them were in the booth together. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Like when you're when you're doing an animation, you try and get scene partners in the booth together. Um, uh huh. And so just like literally any time people were in the booth together. So Adam Sandler's just crazy. standing in this booth for like twenty hours a fucking day while everyone Basically, else comes in and out. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. I would. It would be so hard at first for me to keep my shit while he does the Whitey or Eleanor voice. It just. <laughs> it just so crazy i want to work with him someday just so that i can uh, have that experience of like yeah no adam sandler was dicking around the whole time and i had to keep a straight face me the (laughs) crazy one there's a lot of there's a lot of actors like that mine personally is like jack black like dude i would die if i had to work because i saw some behind the scenes footage of the last jumanji movie and like he and the like he and the rock and kevin hart were just like fucking around all the time and care and Karen Gillian was, uh, um, she she joined in on the fun too. But like all four of them was kind of just like a crazy recipe for disaster in yeah. the behind the scenes. But like, yeah, Adam Sandler is one of those actors where like I, it is kind of unfortunate that the last handful of years he he's seemed to have been in some sort of slump. On to the next subject. Um, I mean, setting this felt like. N- middle of america like suburban town yeah like it had it it obviously was a little bit larger than average for it to have a mall and especially a mall of like that size that was like a four-story huge gigantic mall a lot of people can relate to the to this town like you you always have the neighbors that go above and beyond for the holidays (laughs) Probably not. Well, maybe some some people actually do very much go as crazy as Whitey and Eleanor do. Like they go in there, they have ten snowmen, a Santa, fucking reindeer everywhere. The house is lit up. Look at what some of those decorations actually were. He's got like a broom decorated (laughs) to be like a person. Yeah, (laughs) and some some of them were pretty were pretty funny and homemade, obviously. But like you can you can see a lot of these a lot of those people like a lot of yeah I, I get you what you were that. meaning now yeah and like in the sense of like let's say Whitey as a character you know you probably know a one or a, ha- a handful of people who are kind of like Whitey in the sense that they go around maybe they're more likely they're older and retired and they know people they say hi to everyone everybody knows them and they're just a little off maybe not as off as whitey but just just a little off yeah but like yeah and it's like them being a little off doesn't make them a bad person or doesn't make them anything um but like you know a lot of these people and a lot of these things and like setting setting wise it's it's very much i i could see myself like being like yeah I can see that. I can relate to that Dude, a little shit. bit. I could look at our hometown and just point out everybody from this movie in <laughs> where we grew up. In small, especially in small towns where people are all, like, they crank the judge mentality and the like. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they and, like, and, for some reason, and the... I, I don't know why, but like, I guess now that I'm living in a bigger city, I do meet crazier people, um, but it's like, so many crazier people that it just doesn't bother me as much but like yeah 
when I was living in, in small town Utah, I, I would meet people and they would just immediately fall into some sort of stereotype. And it wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like I was putting them in this stereotype. I would just, I'd be sitting there like talking to them and then all of a sudden be like, oh no, you are just this stereotype. Like, that's, yeah. I can guess the next five things you're going to say. In a sense, I get what you're saying, yeah. Um, and I, I, I wonder if like, there's a mentality around small towns that kind of brings that out in people. Like they're they're in a small place, they feel like they're being judged, and so they just start acting in the way that they think people are seeing them, instead of like in a city you kind of meld into the background, and so you can just be you. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, no setting. I really love the 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 setting. It just feels good. Um, kind of on the topic of setting and location and everything. Uh, that scene where they walk into the mall and Whitey is just naming product after product after product. Yeah. They didn't have permission to use any of those I was products. Wonder- that was a question that I had. I, I, like, That's a question I've always had, but rewatching it, the question popped up again. And mm-hmm. I was just like, he's naming all these actual businesses. And it's like, do we – like? I'm like – what did he have to go through to do that? And he just didn't have permission? No, he, he, they just did it. They just... They did it, and then... I don't think there was a lawsuit afterwards. Um, I think there was some reconciliation, and they worked it all out. Um, especially since this movie... Like, for being an Adam Sandler movie, at the height of Adam Sandler, uh, this one kind of fell under the radar for a lot of it people. Did. Um, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm I'm just like looking at the scores and reviews on here. Um, it didn't it didn't rate well with a lot of people. So I like I'm I'm sure a lot of those companies were just kind of like, okay, um, but yeah, they they didn't have any permission. They just did it. Um, and then when asked why, they were like, well, it's better sometimes to ask for uh, forgiveness than permission. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, damn. And it's kind of crazy, too, because, like, again, um, like, if you if you look up Hanukkah movies, like a simple Google a Google search, there's, like, a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Um, and the and like second or first, usually when it's when it's shown it is this movie. It's eight crazy nights. And like looking at a lot of other things, like basically it shows a lot of other Jewish movies, but none of them are specifically Hanukkah or holiday themed. Right, like Little Fockers is on there. Yeah, yeah, Little and Fockers on there. And that takes place like in May, doesn't it? It's summer. I have honestly no idea. I can't remember. But then it's like it quickly delves into like an American Tale and then Fiddler on the Roof. Like, yeah, obviously like heavily Jewish themed movies but like anything to actually do with hanukkah like what like yeah (laughs) like uh like especially modern modern day hanukkah and like again some of the stuff they get away get away with i misremembered and i thought this movie was rated r (laughs) yeah no it's pg-13 right it is pg-13 and i'm like holy crap the stuff they get away with in this and then like obviously they got away with uh with using that those branding names without permission jesus yeah. like that that's crazy to me 
thinking that that but a lot of times it's it's like it's almost under that mental that producer's mentality where it's like if it's a flop no one gives a shit like yeah like because it wasn't as popular because it was raunchier in a yeah. lot of areas than 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 a lot of the adam sandler movies that people go and see even though like i say this is probably on par with like little nicky in a, in a sense yeah um, little nicky and like a uh, wedding singer yeah, uh, I think um, Davy Stone is very much a, a pruder Robbie Hart. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. But but with that, it just like yeah, it fell under the radar later, and like I don't think I saw, you saw a surgence of it until several, at least several years later. Yeah, I and I, like, I don't know. I always kind of followed it because I saw it when it yeah, came well, out, and I. He, thoroughly my enjoyed thing too, it. I I remember seeing this like it had to have been close to when it released yeah and like i quoted it all the time like fucking 10 year old me quoting this 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 eight crazy nights movie all the time and Mm -hmm. like like it would be so funny and then one time i remember vividly watching this on tv and it was on like it was either tbs or usa so some of the stuff was edited a little bit Uh uh-huh um, when he sings the song, like bullshit, and he's like, "In this house, we say bull spit." Yeah. And I'm watching with my friends, and I'm just like, "Okay." And then he says bullshit, but they edit it to say something else. But they chose not to edit the next line to make it rhyme, so it was just completely wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, "What the heck is going on here? What the what?" That's <laughs> and funny. that's just that's that's just memories, and that was probably fucking 15 years ago jesus like uh like this this movie is reaching its 20th anniversary here in a couple years yeah and to me like this never like this hit my radar and yeah it hit like because yeah i am a fan because when adam sandler hits his stride i i love it i enjoy it like billy madison happy gilmore the water boy like obviously all those all those came all the way up to the first grown-ups I will back I mean, him all the way up to the first yeah, grown-ups and, yeah, definitely. and like a couple since. Like I really thoroughly enjoyed uh just go with it and blended. Um it, though yeah, it was blended oh, the one we watched. Blended uh with him and Drew Barrymore and they're on vacation. Yeah. 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 I, I enjoyed that one. That one they didn't go too crazy with it. They felt it felt like just another like in a sense, it was a romantic comedy. Like yeah, I mean, it, even, it wasn't it wasn't as sappy as a lot of other romantic comedies because it, it had the Adam Sandler feel to it. But it was a very down to earth yeah. romantic comedy, and I enjoyed that. Well, and like any any time you get Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore on a on yeah. a set together, it's going to be basically a romantic it, comedy. Yeah, um, and and it works. Like I honestly, the scripts they write for the those two being together, it works. Yep. Uh. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen Pixels. Um, I kind of refused. I watched most of Pixels, and to be perfectly honest, it was just the concept just didn't work for me. It just was like okay, and it was a little too crazy and over the top, especially to think. I can't think of Adam Sandler and his crew of like his actors that he always works with. Uh, being people that save the world even if it's through video games like <laughs> if they it's just like these dopey middle-aged men doing their normal humor and then it's like oh 
here's some video game stuff. And like, it was supposed to feel dated too. Cause it was like eighties yeah. video games and stuff like that. Um, but like it just, the concept fell flat for me, but like I was mentioning all those movies, including this movie is because like you look at that and then a lot of people really define his whole career over those movies, like happy oh, yeah. Madison productions, like literally in the name, happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, like, yep the like you look at you look at that and like the opportunities that adam sandler has not only provided for himself now like writing and producing movies but like that core group of people the people that he was on saturday night live with the people that he's made friends with along the way too that group of people like he is faithful to those people oh he, yeah he knows what they can do and he's just, and he probably is like hey man are you are you busy you're working right now it's like well, well no it's like well you want to come do a movie with me and everything and like to have that is almost kind of the sense of what i kind of want us yeah like like to have that to where eventually like even if it cuz obviously like Rob Schneider's had 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 some success and everything too, but I don't I, I don't think he's had as much success as Adam Sandler. It's kind of it's kind of hard. Like I, I'm not trying to knock on him, but I, I I think Adam Sandler of all those people is the most the, successful, the, the tip of the spear. But yeah. he manages to bring everyone else with him because he's like, no, these people like they help mold my comedy. They supportive of me. They're my friends. Yeah, like, I I'm think not going... I think it. What it yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler brings the people that treated him well up with him. Um, and I think Adam Sandler knows how to make movies really well. Um, his standup is fucking awesome too, but like he's, he's specialized in, in movies and that, that storytelling. Um, and a lot of the people that he brings with him are much better at the standup. Um, than like, making movies and so if they don't have that kind of adam sandler movie to be in the movie doesn't really work out as well because the story's not there for their stand-up to actually shine Mm -hmm. but yeah no this was adam sandler in his stride i'm not sure why it was so i don't know maybe people thought it was supposed to be a kid's movie well, that's always kind of a pitfall of animated movies. Yeah. If, like, I, because people, be, like, Disney is the biggest perpetrator in this, where, like, all of their movies are kid and family friendly. And mm-hmm. so, like, when another studio puts out a not family friendly animated movie, people just look at that and they're like, oh, that's, that's going to be a kid movie. It kind of is the same pitfall. And again, technically, Disney's fault. Again, when Deadpool first came out. Uh, yeah. People were like, "Oh, it's just it's just going to be another superhero movie," and then people were like, "Do you not know anything?" They were Read the so sign. mad, and it's like, and then the people came out like, "My kid, like, I just want my kid to see Deadpool. This movie, should, we should edit this movie to be PG thirteen. And then as a joke and for charity, like a year and a half later, oh, it was longer than that. No, it, because the second movie came out and they did the PG thirteen mo- version of the second movie. No, 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 no. The PG-13 version came out the winter after the second movie came out. Of the first movie? Yeah. Okay, but off topic, like, stuff like that, people have the... And and Elena, uh, she mentioned it because she's so, she's so into, like, animation and everything like mm-hmm. that. Whereas, like, that's a very American thing. Because apparently over, oh, yeah. like, the United Kingdom, like, they have adult jokes 
just seated in a lot of their animation. Well, it's like, and um, they're like, they're like, well, are your kids getting the adult jokes? Well, they might. Well, then whose fault is it for teaching them what that means? Like, well, whose and fault? Is... <laughs> who's? I th I think the problem also kind of comes in like, why are you making that a bad thing? It's a joke. Um. So if they if yeah. they do know, if you have taught them this thing and they they know that, that's true. Then why yeah. make it a bad thing? You taught them this, so it, it shouldn't it's be like, bad. Yeah, it shouldn't oh, this be taboo person, or negative. This person makes a joke about like the the three boobed woman, like in the, and that <laughs> and that joke that joke. I think that followed the no pun intended the rule of three in the comedy thing, um, mm -hmm. where she. I think there was three points where she was mentioned, and it's like. Oh, what is that? Are they insulting her? No, they're actually technically praising her. Like it's yeah. like they're like um it, it's like what part of this is like something that we should be offended of? They're not body shaming her. They're just saying like, hey, there's some an interesting. You don't see that, <laughs> do you? <laughs> <laughs> and for me, when you like, I I feel like one of the worst parts when you're raising a kid is to constantly tell them cut and dry thing black and white things are wrong and right yeah and that movies like this like this show was just like yeah it's a pg-13 movie there is some crude humor in that and like there's a reason that the rating system exists so like if you don't want your sub 13 year old to watch this okay don't yeah. don't let them watch this but if you do then and they go in and then they repeat the joke or there's a joke in it that you're like, oh, I don't don't like the idea of him seeing this. It's like, then talk to your kid. Yeah. <laughs> Tell your kid, hey, listen, this I consider this wrong because of this. Tell him it's like, hey, that or that wasn't right. That's not how you should treat a person or anything like that. But like, again, if you look all the stuff, all the jokes, especially around Davey, like mm -hmm. Davey's not a, an, a person that a per people should emulate. No, like, like at the end where he does that one heroic deed, that doesn't, like, that doesn't absolve him for his sins. That doesn't absolve him for like, for literally freezing an elderly old man, <laughs> like for shoving him down years in a porta potty. Of being a jackass. Yeah, for him like stealing theory, like literally, like he was on the edge of going to prison for his accumulative fucking sins for ten years. Like, yeah. that that that's crazy. And if you have a problem like, oh, he did this joke, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, tell your kid, hey, Davey, Davey's not a good person. Look at him. He's not a very good person. He seems to go on a road to being a better person, but yeah. he's not a good person throughout this entire movie. Yeah. No, he's not. Um, so we've, we've, we've covered theme. We've covered writing. We've covered character. We've covered setting. Um, we kind of yeah. covered music. I think the, the actual music, not just like, the lyrics but like the the sound behind everything oh yeah i i remember when they uh like the credits rolled and they did the the whole medley of like all the songs and then it was just cut back to the hanukkah their... song yeah it cut to the hanukkah song and then there was the, just a little bit of like no vocal music that was throughout mm -hmm. the whole movie and if you close your eyes and listen to that music, you think of – I think you th obviously think more of Christmas, but you think of the holiday season when you think of that. Like it oh, yeah. very much fit the whole movie 
uh, that in between all of the songs very much tied together that I actually didn't even notice it until it was just the credits and just playing in the credits. I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, that was playing in the whole movie, but it fits so well. Yeah. No, they they fit the music really well in here. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like I was watching The Birds without any kind of soundtrack because the 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 music felt like yeah. the world was making it. Yeah, it felt like when you just sit back and it's like, oh, I didn't, it's like, it's like, oh, I, I didn't feel, like there's not noticing the music because it's either bad or too subtle, or there's it mixing with the with the movie and being part of it and being yeah. like, oh yeah, I, I didn't think about it, but I, but I was aware of it. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it and it's it's a it's a weird line to try and walk because you know if you, if you want the music to to blend in in such a way that it's good but people don't realize the music is happening um you do have to make it a little more subtle and you got to be really careful about like not making it too subtle or um not making it too jarring for the universe mhm yeah, um, definitely. Like, yeah, I, I, the movies where the music feels like this is just something you would hear as you were walking around in your everyday life. Um, I think those are the the best kind of scored movies. Um, I don't ever want to go into a movie where I'm not expecting a bombastic score. Like, if I go into a, a summer blockbuster like Pirates or a Marvel movie or star wars um then i'm expecting bombastic scores and i'm expecting the music to kind of lead me through the story because that's that's what we've been kind of bred to believe but if i'm just watching like a regular movie i want the music to feel like it's coming from the world and not like it's a uh, this ethereal thing that's just happening definitely i agree 100 percent. all right i think we've talked so, about everything though is there anything else i you think want to so talk too about? uh I, I know I think we've hit on every single point. Obviously, like because it's an anime movie, we can't talk about some points. Like, ooh, costuming! Oh my god, he was wearing a green jacket throughout every every scene. Dear God, <laughs> the outfit that he's wearing in pretty much every scene is the exact same outfit that Miles Morales wears in Into the Spider Verse, <laughs> except for Miles has shorts. And not long pants. Same, same universe. I'll have have the <laughs> listeners decide. Davy Stone is friends with Miles Morales. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is really funny. I didn't. Now I can't. I just not see it. Like I watched Into shit. the Spider Verse tonight because it's my favorite Spider-Man movie, um, and I've been playing Miles Morales uh, on the PlayStation, and so I was like, "Yeah, no, I want to watch it." Don't the sue us, Sony. Well, with that, I think we can uh, give it a give it a score. How about yeah, you go first, Josh? Yeah, we can give it a score. Um, I love this movie. I think it's my top in my top three favorite holiday movies. And watching it again just kind of solidified that. Uh, I always want to watch this movie, but don't always have the means. And so I was really glad to see that it was on Showtime and I could watch it. Yeah, the animation's really my only gripe. Uh, they. They put a lot of love and care into most of the animation, and so the places where it does get a little jumpy just kind of really bother me. Um, other than that, though, I think 
the animation being a little jumpy here and there puts me at about just a an A minus. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with the A minus. Um, I I do love and enjoy this movie, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's 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 close to, but it's not in my top holiday movies. It, but like I said, it's been pertinent throughout my entire life, and like a lot of my jokes, like I like Adam Sandler in general has like forged a lot of way of my jokes. I feel. So, I feel you know a couple weeks ago we talked about. Um the pirates band of misfits being exactly your humor uh, i feel adam sandler is a lot more your humor <laughs> <laughs> like band of misfits was was a lot and i i could see a lot of it but adam sandler is like a perfect listener for your humor billy madison which is my favorite adam sandler movie um like i remember the first time i ever watched and just suddenly for no rhyme or reason he breaks into fucking song like three quarters of the way through the movie when he's on the staircase yeah and it's just like a song he talked he like sings with all the kids he like talks about her boobs and it just ends with do you have any more gum more gum more gum (laughs) and i'm just like what is happening i'm just thinking to myself like oh my god i love this so much (laughs) no uh... and then they yeah, they Billy don't Madison. fucking reference it like ever again. <laughs> it just ever. happens. Uh, no, Billy Madison, I think, was super important to a lot of people's humor, uh, especially people our age that like grew up in the the nineties and early two thousands. Yeah, um, because it was just yeah. Every, every time I think of Adam Sandler, I immediately go to Billy Madison. When he's sitting in the tub at the beginning. Quit looking at me, Swan! Quit looking at me, Swan! <laughs> it's just, that's that's the kind of thing that I find funny anyway. And and I, I'm pretty sure it's his fault. I have to find, I need to rewatch that movie. I need to fucking, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. Well, so. I own it. Oh, I sometime own maybe in the future, Billy Madison. Sometime maybe in the future, I would be down. Let's do a who, month who of knows? Adam Sandler movies. A month of fucking. We'll do uh, two old ones and two new ones. Okay, sometime in the future, folks. Probably like this, March. The Sandler Cinematic Universe. The Sandler Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> Where every down on his luck dude looks exactly the same. Listen, man, if you think about it, they're all canonically in the same universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. They're all in different parts of the world, so they could all be happening at the same time. <laughs> yep. Um, but so, yeah, I, I, we we give this movie an A-. minus. Um, yep. I think it got panned by a lot of critics and has some ratings that it doesn't deserve. I think it definitely deserves more than five and a half fucking stars out of ten. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think this deserves more than it gets, uh, but that animation just kind of puts it one step lower than I normally would have put it. Yeah. Other than that, I think we can just say goodbye now, right? I don't know. Zach's not here to tell us what to do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, folks, (laughs) with that, I hope you're having a nice time out there. And I want you to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> like, comment, 
subscribe. Uh, have a happy Hanukkah, guys, and a good holiday happy season. Ha- yeah, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, whatever holiday, or maybe if you don't celebrate the holidays, just just have a good just time. Just be kind to one another. Yeah, have have a good time. Because remember, folks, we're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at 14 Horsemen, Twitter at 14 Horsemen, um, Instagram at 14 Horsemen, now Reddit at 14 Horsemen. Uh, Jesus. And YouTube at 14 Horsemen. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting into that Reddit market now. We got to broadcast ourselves yeah send me some reddit gold (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody goodbye bye bye